Hi, this is Victoria Miracle and Purposeful Woman Podcast. My goal for this podcast is to bring you the best information from the brightest woman in the world. Let's go. My name is Victoria and I'm your host. And today we have a Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Victoria. Great to be here. Yes, I would love to have, I'm loving to having you here. You are um, going to introduce you a little bit so uh, you're not complete strangers to the evidence. So uh, Jackie, it's a bold, unusual and funny. Well, I fell in love with her in the first conversation I did have. Jackie Somerville isn't your typical motivator. She's an entrepreneur, speaker, passion coach, and best-selling author, and has her own one-woman show about love, sex, and romance. She has been married a few times, immigrated twice, been fat and slim and broke and rich and follow her guide to a life to excitement adventure and passion and purpose so hi Jackie again and why how does purpose matter in this life how does passion how has everything led you to being on that journey Yes. So, oh my goodness. Why does passion and purpose matter? Well, I tell you that I experienced firsthand being wealthy and having all my needs met and all my desires met and living this amazing life, but I had no purpose and I wasn't passionate about anything. And so I felt absolutely empty and miserable, which is so weird. And I know a lot of people think when I say that, oh, but I would love to at least, I think I'd feel like really passionate and on purpose if I was very wealthy and, you know, I had all the money that I needed and, you know, everybody wants to at least try that. And I, and I get that. I totally do. And you don't have to believe me. I only speak from experience that when I had everything, but I had no purpose, I was totally empty inside. And strangely enough, I was willing to give it all up in order to have a purpose, a reason and get, have my, a great deal of meaning in my life. So that is how I came to this conclusion that purpose and passion matter a whole bunch. And I sort of went on this journey as to how to find mine. And then I ended up obviously helping people to do the same because I discovered it and I discovered how one goes about finding it and how you give your life a great deal of meaning. So yeah, that's in a nutshell. <laughs> what is one, matters to me where have you emigrated like what is your story like where you come from and uh, how did you emigrate twice you've mentioned it as i did yes. twice too so like share with us i know you did and so you know and anybody who's listening who's immigrated knows how hard it is so it's it's a lot harder than people who haven't experienced it think right and so it takes a lot of guts and especially doing it on your own. I don't know about you. Did, did you immigrate on your own at some point? Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, it's challenging. So the first time was when I was 26 years old and I immigrated from South Africa to Canada. Mm. And I lived in Vancouver, British Columbia for about 20 years. And then I immigrated again from Canada to the U.S. in 2012. Mm. So now, now people can calculate my great age, but uh, 
<laughs> so yes, and and I so I did it the first time without any money, and the second time with money, and and I I mean I think it was difficult both times. I don't think money made it easier, really. In some ways, yes, but in other ways, no. So yeah, it's um, and I think when you're when you're in your twenties, as you probably know, it's it's kind of an adventure. <laughs> You look at everything as an adventure and you don't think that things are going to go wrong. Everything's going to go your way. Things will work out. So yeah. when you hit roadblocks, it's like, well, this is temporary. This will be fine. It'll all work out in the end. And then as you get older, you start to, I don't know, become a naysayer. I think because of all this the shit that people, you know, put in your head over the years and you start to not, you know, not believe in yourself so much. And, um, so yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting thing, but immigration you've you've got to be tough, just like when you're starting a business. You know, you're going to get some really big challenges, and the the bottom line is you got to believe in yourself, and you got to know that it's all going to work out, and all you have to do is persevere. Because I knew one thing, I knew I was never going to go back, mm. or die. I was going to stay, figure it out, and make it work, or die trying. Right? I was that determined. And as we know, you've probably read Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. Yes, and I think yes, a lot of your audience has too, right? You've got to burn your boats, you know, and that's passion. If you've burnt your boats and you have no way to retreat from your dream, you make it work. And nothing make, gives you more passion than burning your boats and not having an option to retreat. So I'd say in immigration, in business, in anything, that's one of the biggest, best lessons to ever learn burn your boats, go all in boots and all, be absolutely determined that you're never going to go backwards and that it's going to work no matter what. That is true passion. And when you do that, it will work out. It always does. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. That's a great motivational speech here. And I love it. That's why you, met, uh, you call not a typical motivator. I totally agree, you know, and life without passion is just uh, miserable. Like it's just a, yeah, I, I don't know how to pronounce that word correctly, but it's just like, you can't do anything with this. It doesn't make you joy and happy, anything you do. Yeah. And I'm curious, what were you doing? Like when you immigrated as a business, right? And the business and how, have you ever have always uh, the same business or you started a new ones each time you immigrated? Yeah, interesting question. So the first time I was in the corporate world mm -hmm. and my degree is actually in agriculture. So mm -hmm. I am by trade, I'm a farmer by education. <laughs> now <laughs> it's very, know? you know, famous, uh, like I try to be a farmer. <laughs> yes. It's so cool. Yeah, exactly right. And so I immigrated to, and I, I started looking for a job. Like I had to find a job right away because I didn't have money and or a home. I didn't know a living soul. Like it was literally one of those arrive with your suitcase and your tennis racket, make it work kind of thing, you know? And uh, so I got a job and I worked in the corporate world. And it was only after I left that life where that passionless life where I had money and, and a great relationship and or the money came from my relationship with somebody else that I ended up feeling like I had no purpose in life and my life didn't have meaning, that I was living through somebody else and he was getting all the, uh, he was feeling a great sense of accomplishment mm -hmm. through his business stuff. And, and I was just kind of the second in command and I wasn't born for that. And I knew that. So I had to go on a mission to discover what my purpose was at that point. And I was already in my forties and I'd already been addicted to personal development. So I'd already read all the books and changed my life a number of times through reading all the books and, and doing the work. 
And so I knew about how, you know, how to, to, to follow goals and dreams and how to make them. And so I went on this mission and I started writing a blog. First of all, I saw Julie, Julie and Julie, Julie and Julia on the plane one day and about this woman who had this blog, this cooking blog. And I was like, okay, I need a blog about my lifestyle. Cause I had three multi-million dollar homes and I was like living the life. And I thought I'd just start talking about that because I didn't know what else to do. And one thing led to another. So I would say to any of your audience who are wondering at this point, if they don't have a business or if they have one, that's just kind of blah, what do you do to figure out what you, what's really going to excite you? And there's so much reading one can do, so much studying, so much listening to other people, but truly it's experimenting more than anything. It's going down, getting these little hunches and going down these paths and trying things out. Because whenever you're going down a path, it will lead you somewhere. And sometimes it splits off and it doesn't go in the direction that you thought, but it leads you somewhere when you are moving forward. So I would say the best thing one can do is to be curious about things and go down that path and see where it leads. And so that's all I did was I just followed paths and I followed hunches and I followed opportunities and eventually started writing books and then started coaching and then started speaking and then created my own show. One thing led to another because I wasn't afraid to follow the opportunities, even if they didn't lead somewhere by some kind of a weird back door, they would always end up leading to something. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. What I'm hearing, it's like, to just take action, like don't overthinking, like just try it, take action. If you failed, I mean, there's no, there's no failure, right? It's just a learning curve. It's a feedback. If yeah. you are, you know, think you are, it's not working out, then this is just like a course correction. You gotta, you gotta, uh, learn from that and yes. that how like you know a lot of women and I found myself before really adopting it like uh, you know if if like do I have to say anything or do you you know do I look good do I like what people are gonna perceive of me like what what is my past and like everything right and just adapting and really starting it and burning myself with the working like do 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 like that's very masculine way like how do we really approach feminine way like of doing business like being in business right and enjoying yeah. it like what would you talk to that yes bit? i love that question you are so right there is a masculine way of doing it and i have we've all learned so much from our brothers let's face it we've learned so much from men now I think they can learn from us. And there is definitely a wonderful feminine way of doing things. And I don't know about you, but I'm very spiritual. Mm -hmm. So I have a very deep belief and I nurture that every day. So my morning routine is absolutely critical. I do not get up and, and do anything before I've done that, which is reading only spiritual, super positive books that put me in the frame of mind of, Everything is working in my favor. This is going to be an incredible day. Life is just going to flow. So I read very carefully selective, not just any old book, the same sort of passages every day that put me in that state of mind. I then meditate. My meditation practice is at least an hour and it's absolutely crucial. I wake up early. I believe in early mornings, but I go to bed early. So I'm not burning the candle at both ends. So the meditation practice is absolutely enormous. And if anything has changed my business more, there's nothing actually that's changed my business more than that. 
that has been the key. And so I, I'm, all of my private coaching clients get in on the meditation thing. And if they've dabbled in it before, I get them taking it seriously. And I hold them accountable and they start to see miracles happen. Not to sound too woo-woo, but that is literally what happens. So the meditation practice is huge. The other thing for me is exercise, mm -hmm. right? And then the, the, the big one is following hunches and intuitive hits and just flowing with them as opposed to grinding out thinking, okay, what do I do next? What do I do next? I pose the question to divine intelligence in my meditation. This is what I'm looking for an answer for today. And then I drop it. I don't intellectualize it. I don't sit there with my notepad and asking a million people. I just know that the answer will come naturally. And then I get an intuitive hunch to send out a certain marketing email or say something. And every time it comes in flow like that, it's successful. When I like do something in the knee jerk reaction, oh my gosh, I got to make some money this week. I better send out a marketing email. What am I going to do? It doesn't get the response. Energy is everything. So when I put out something that just comes to me intuitively and in flow, it always is successful. So I would say that's, that to me is the feminine way of doing business. I don't like the words hustle. I don't like the word grind. I don't like those things. I don't relate. And I don't think they serve us. Oh, I love that. Morning routine, it's not negotiable with me too. I'm very spiritual and that changed my life. Like you said, meditation 15 minutes a day just three years ago changed my life. I'm just, I'm so on it. I, I love a guided meditation. If you like feeling, you know, yourself really like on high beta, it's like you know, really, really thinking a lot and you sit down and you like can't really like slow down and concentrate. Find a guided meditation. That's like the best thing. Like just so amazing. Like you're distracting yourself from your mind and you're doing service to your mind, yes. which is really good. And uh, oh yeah, I'm so thrilled to hear that, that, that it changed your life too. It really is incredible. And I would just recommend to your audience, uh, if anybody wants to really delve into the science behind all of this, that Dr. Joe Dispenza yes. is the best teacher on this subject, isn't he? He's yeah. amazing. Like yes. you gotta see him speak. He's just so great. Yes. Yes. I think we, we already touched him on some interview as well, like Wim Hof and yes. Joe Dispenza. They're like the best girls right now. I think, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. And now is the time to dance and stretch and move our bodies. Let's go. So what do you mean by like, right, the feeling that intuitive hits? Like, you know, a lot, of, a lot of women and I've been one of them before I wouldn't really understand like, what, what is this actually? Like, like, what is it actually intuition is, right? And like, how do we get tapped into it? And is there any service, any practices to do it? Yeah, I mean, obviously, definitely meditation is the key because it's when you are out of your mind that you're, you know, there's this great saying of uh, in order to uh, get close to God and tune into your soul, you must first lose your mind. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I love that, you know, lose your mind and get into the soul. And so meditation helps me to sort of lose my mind. So if something just drops into my thought process and I, you know, 
I have a little notebook next to me when I meditate, which is, I, I know most people don't, but I do because I don't want to make my thoughts bad or wrong. Like if I have thoughts in my meditation, usually, unless I can feel myself going down a rabbit hole of negativity, in which case, oh, catch yourself, go back into breathing technique and relax again. But if a thought comes just naturally to me when I'm in a very relaxed state, that is always a good one. And that I need to write down and remember. The other day I had something brilliant happen. And then by the time I came out of my meditation, I'd forgotten what it was because I didn't have my notebook. But I know that next time I relax and stuff, that it, it'll come back. It's, it, these things oh, don't well. happen when we're like trying to find them, right? Surrender is so key. So you ask the question, you surrender. And when you're in a surrendered state, like you'll be out walking and suddenly you'll just see something written on a wall in graffiti or something. And you'll be like, what? And it'll be like the answer to what you've been looking for when you least expect it. You know what I mean? Or you'll open a book and there'll be a, oh, that's the tack I'm going to take for that email, right? It's so interesting how it happens when you are not stressed about it, when you have surrendered and just forgotten really about the question you asked the universe for, just like, and you're busy playing a game or you're relaxed, you're having some pleasure. That's when the answers come. It's like, let go, let God. Totally. Yeah. What is your favorite morning and book? You said you're reading some morning books. Like, would you give us a few, few to read? Yes, yes, yes. So do you like right Gabby now, Bernstein? I do like Gabby, but I, I think I, I study some of the people that, you know, she's studied a lot of the, the sort of people in the, that are now have studied. So I study a lot of the older masters mm -hmm. to kind of, come to those same conclusions, but in my own way that she's come to. So right now I'm rereading Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. Mm -hmm. I'm not a religious person at all. I'm just spiritual, but Conversations with God is a fascinating book and it's appropriate for me right now. Dr. Joe Dispenza, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself is a brilliant book. Yeah. <laughs> I love The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. Mm. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. These are amazing mindset books that remind us of not uh, the, the power that exists within us and the magic in the quantum field that we can tap into. So when you start to feel, oh my gosh, I can do anything, your mindset starts to shift. Yeah. And then that is what you become because as you know, our thoughts and our beliefs become our reality. We can change our thoughts in an instant. Mm -hmm. Are we disciplined enough to do that? That's the question. Yeah, is so it like I, a society on you or you are in control of your mind? Perfectly said. Yeah, exactly. It's like is it either though there are programming you or you programming yourself. There is no other way around. Yes. And yes, and one more uh, there's another teacher that I that I love to read that can be a little um interesting, but his teachings on imagination mm -hmm. is, is huge, which is Neville Goddard. Neville Goddard. He was big in the sort of 50s and 60s. And when you read his stuff, you'll see that so many of our current kind of new thought leaders uh, learned from him mm. and from reading these books. I, I go to Agape Spiritual Center, Michael Bernard, Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith in, here in LA. And very much those are the teachings that, that um, I can see so much of, of Neville Goddard's teachings in Dr. Michael. But his, there's a book on his that's specific to imagination. And it's the best book I've ever read about imagination because imagination is key, right? Einstein said, 
imagination is more important than knowledge. Mm. Imagination encircles the world. Knowledge is limited. Imagination is not limited. Mm. So, and, and when we can get into the power of our imagination, we can bring the future to into reality. We can imagine the ideal best case scenario, the most profitable, beautiful business that also gives back the lifestyle we want to lead. We can imagine it. And when we are truly imagining it, not just thinking about it, but living it, smelling the smells, feeling the feelings, like everything associated, we are drawing it to us. And he's a brilliant teacher in the imagination. Oh, that's wonderful. That's, thank you. Uh, I'm definitely going to check him out. <laughs> yes. And I, yeah, I do visualization every morning before I get out of bed. That's like a, two minutes before the meditation or after. It's so, so helpful to just set your mindset for the day and just see how the day you w- would like to go and uh, see how the other person, how would you how would you like how I, I got confused so how would other people would like to perceive you if, if you imagine that in the start of your day yes. that's how your day is gonna go just like feel that beautiful that's so good so God, you're how, so blessed that you have all this knowledge at a young age it's really amazing it's so fantastic <laughs> i'm so also great. a self-development junkie i love yeah. growth and i love that i think you know that's a key because the you know the nation and i grew up in russia which uh in 90s it was so limited so limited and russia well known for there are limited beliefs and very conservative mindset and like spirituality it's like such a no-no there (laughs) yes and i was like hungry when i came here i was like oh my god (laughs) you're incredible that's That's what i meant to do so what how do we turn our passion into business like right first imagining it we set our mindset straight and we're like oh like okay so how do we do it from that center point yeah so obviously one has to do a little bit of if, if you don't know what you want to do yet it's it's this combination of what do you love and what are you good at And one of the best ways is to ask other people, what what do they see in you? Mm. You know, like it's so great when other people say, well, you're so this and you're, you're that. And you know, you're so, your energy is so great and you're such a good speaker and you're, oh, really? You know, it's very interesting to, to hear that from other people when you're kind of stuck as to what to do. And so really getting to know yourself, what turns you on? What do you love? What do you spend most of your time doing? If you had all the money in the world, what would you do? Mm. You know, that's such a, like, what would you do with your days? What's important to you? And so in the, actually in the free ebook that I'm giving everybody um, at the end of this, uh, our interview, it's, it's six secrets to kick ass courage and confidence. But the first chapter is called crave. And they all sort of C's, there's six C's. And the, the first one is crave. And in there, I go through some exercises as to how one determines what one really loves. What's your magic wand scenario? What do, you, what do you really want to do with your life? So there's some great exercises to go through there. So it's a combination of what are you good at and, and, what, do you, uh, and, what, do you, and what do you love? Because we can have tons of hobbies and interests. We don't have to turn all of them into a business. So which is the one thing that you're the most passionate about? And what if you could change one thing about the world, what would that be? That's another mm-hmm. really big indicator to indicate to you what you're, what you're passionate about. So. The biggest thing to, you know, everybody says, well, you've also got to know if there's a need for it. My take is if you are enthusiastic and passionate about something, you, you could, there could be a million people doing the same thing. You'll still be successful. 
if you're enthusiastic and passionate, because people are buying your enthusiasm and your energy about something. And if you're enthusiastic about what you're selling, you will be fine. You will have a successful business. So, um, or at least be, be able to sell things. Obviously there's follow up and all sorts of more, more stuff to business, but, uh, you know, there'll be a need for your product if you are enthusiastic about it. Cause everybody's like, Oh my God, I want what she has or he has. Right. So whatever you're truly enthusiastic about. So I, yeah, hopefully that answers the question, but that, those are just some of the things that I would look into. If somebody's looking for how does one turn it into a business, then the business stuff, you got to get business coaching, right? You really do. Because otherwise you're, you're spending years making all the mistakes that somebody else has already made. And why? You know, I've worked with coaches forever and I am a coach because I believe in it. So I've worked with life coaches, business coaches, you name it. So I would say if somebody knows what their passion is, has an inkling and wants to turn it into a business, for goodness sake, work with a good coach and avoid all the mistakes that everyone else is making because you will get there so much faster and with way less money wasted. Oh, yes. It's like, you know, there's always like this tagline and I do have a, a speech as well on like the top three mistakes. And guys, it's not made up. It's actually the real mistakes that people make that keeps them blah, 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 right? From the product, unproductive or stuck or not happy or whatever, right? There is yeah. so many things what keeps us frustrated and stressed about it. And that's so true. Find a coach, find a coach who you would like, how you would like to be. Right. Yes. If it's, if it's, if you are, have no kids and you know, you're finding a coach who has five kids and they have totally different lifestyle. Like there's such a difference also like which coach you want to get. It's, that's what I, I made also a mistake in my start. It's the start when I hired first coach. I was like, that's totally now I understand that's totally not what I would like to have in my life. But yeah, absolutely. Jackie is so amazing. Really good and advice. I like that question that you said, you know, just again, I want to repeat it. Like, what are you passionate about? And what is the one thing you want to change in this world? Like, yes. what is that? That was a really new for me. I love it. So what is a, do you think number one characteristic that people can embody that person, the successful person can embody in order to be successful? Oh, only one. Oh. Yeah, I know, but like choose that one. I know oh. there's so many. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I want to say too. So I, so for me, like the first thing is definitely enthusiasm, right? You got to be, because your energy is everything. So yeah. So you got to be enthusiastic. You got it. And which, which ties into passion, right? You got to be excited about what you do. You got to believe in it. Otherwise, what the hell are you doing? And then of course the persistency thing is so key. Oh. Don't give up what we talked about with the immigration, the burning the bridges. Persistence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Burn the bridges and be a hundred percent committed. I'm going to do this or die trying. Right. Like that's truly, truly it. Oh, I love it. All right. Yeah. Would you share again? What is it, the gift that you're sharing today with our audience? Yes. So I am doing the free ebook, which is six secrets to kick ass courage and confidence. Mm. And look, I mean, without confidence, what, what do we have? Right. So I think working on one's confidence and there's so much more to that little ebook uh, than just that it's, it's, it's full of amazing stuff to really give people strength and courage as they go into their business or whatever in life. And so six secrets to kick ass courage and confidence. 
And then I think we also said that, that, that we would do a free discovery call for half an hour if somebody wanted to chat about um, coaching or passion to profit. So because of the, the pandemic, you asked if, if there was an extra bonus that I could do. And so I'll do that. So a 30-minute call with anybody who would like to, to reach out and schedule that in. So we'll, I guess, provide my email address and, and yes. they can email. And we'll, uh, my assistant will send a, a calendar link and they can book it in. We will include your calendar link below with your ebook and Perfect. your calendar link and everything. So tell us again where they can find you. What's your website or where would you like there? Yes, so to my learn more about you. Yeah. So my website is jackiesomerville.com. So it's J A C Q U I E. And Somerville is an O and one M. So S O M E R V I L L E. Although I think I own the domains for every single virtual kind of spelling of my name anyway. But <laughs> um, so jackiesomerville.com. And I'm also on, on social media, although I, I have to say that I haven't paid a great deal of attention to it because when I'm, for me, my, my business is very much, while it's, my coaching is online. I love to speak and be out in front of audiences. So that's, that's been the key to my growing my business is being out in front of people. And when they hear me on the stage, they want to work with me. So I haven't really bothered too much with social media, although I do have it all, but uh, it's not a huge platform for me. That is great because that, that's where they can find you and reach you faster. Yeah, <laughs> I found that people right. don't have a big audience on social media. It's so easier to reach them over there <laughs> instead of an email. And you're like getting waiting this email for two weeks to answer. And when I like, text to speakers and like on in Instagram or tag them on the story, they're like, answer me right away. <laughs> Good so yeah, point. That, that's also one of the communication networking tactics. <laughs> yes, there you go. Right. Oh, it's lovely to have you here today, Jackie, and uh, thank you for being here, and thank you for listening for our audience, and uh, stay tuned for the next series. Bye, Jackie. Bye, everybody. Bye, Victoria. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you love this podcast, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review it. And of course, you can get in touch with me everywhere online at purposeful with double l day.com and i can't wait to see you next time kisses <laughs>